0: You're listening to the Soul Care Podcast. I'm Elaine Hamilton, the founder of the Soul Care House, a group of therapists working in community with a shared perspective about the path towards healing and change. This podcast is about creating a space for real conversations about real life struggles, a place where you can gather insight and support for issues that are relevant to you and the people you love. So sit back, put your feet up and let's talk. Hey everybody, I'm sitting with Tracy Carson who's um, a therapist on our team and she and I thought it might be useful uh, for us to talk about um, mothering girls, um, issues like Body image, self worth. How do we talk about sex? So you know we can do all of that in thirty minutes. It's going to be no big deal. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna try to address some of those issues because um, it's hard being a mom and trying to figure out how to do all of that. So that's our plan this morning. Um, and Tracy uh, has lots of experience working with young girls. She has three boys. Interesting little guys, but has spent a ton of time working with women uh, with eating disorders, um, working with her sorority as a mental health consultant. So she's spent endless hours with young women. Um, So is is pretty in touch with what's going on with them and what they need. And um, so we're just going to pick her brain this morning about like, what are the things young girls are needing in this generation? Yeah, It's a tough time to be raising young girls. There's so much going on.
1: It is. And I'm so thankful to be here. Um, And also, I think I would just add in your introduction that I was a young girl. Oh, you were (laughs) a young girl. (laughs) Um, Of course. But the idea that my passion, yes, my career has naturally led itself in this trajectory, but so much of my expertise, if you can even call it that, comes from my own experience Mm -hmm. and just what I needed. And I consider it such a privilege to be the person that I needed when I was a teenager for my clients. And so that's really where a lot of this comes from.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a deep desire for moms, right? Like, um, we want to do better yeah.
1: for our girls
0: than maybe we we had right or yes. um, hit some of the things that maybe our moms missed or didn't have the capacity to offer to us or for sure. or the resources or the information right like we want to we want to do it right and some of us spend a lot of time worrying
1: right and then about you- that. You start to think, well, I really want to do it right, but I have no idea where to begin. Mm -hmm. And then that causes you to not do anything at all. Yes. So hopefully today we'll give you some tools for how to engage in these conversations.
0: Love tools so much. (laughs) Okay. All right. So what if we start with um, self-worth and... How how do you see that playing itself out? Like how how do you see that getting developed in a healthy way? Sure, in a young girl.
1: And again, thirty minutes, no big deal. No big deal. Um, I think that self worth is probably the foundation for all of these conversations. Like this is the starting point that you can have with really young girls in elementary school about what does it mean think that you're valuable hmm. and a lot of the messaging out there right now is that we're valuable because of the resume that we bring with us yeah or the clothes that we wear the way that we look or mm-hmm. all of those sorts of things so I think self-worth Um, means understanding that you bring value just because you're you yeah and I know that sounds kind of cliche and cheesy but there's a way to cultivate that by promoting being your daughter's biggest fan yeah like just really championing who she is and what she talks about and what she thinks about and Mm -hmm. just thinking that that's awesome Mm -hmm. and so if little girls think, mom is going to be so proud of me no matter what, then that starts to also develop a relationship that says, I can come to her with anything.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, I think we see that that exists in kids. It, it, they sort of come with this sense of like, I'm kind of awesome. Like we see that in really young kids, right? uh uh-huh. um, I, re- I remember my daughter at maybe like five or six or something like that showing me a drawing and uh, me saying to her, oh, baby, this is so beautiful. I wonder if you're going to be an artist someday. And she just like looks back at me and she's like, mom, I am an artist. I'm like, of course. thank you very much. You're absolutely right. But just like that confidence that yes. little kids have about they have abilities and talents and they don't question them so much when they're real little.
1: Right. There's no filter.
0: There's no filter. And then things mm-hmm. get a little tougher, right? They start getting a lot more feedback yes. from people about whether that was good or whether that was talented or whether how that compared sure. to someone else. And and so that's when um, it becomes even more, more important for parents to get real active about sending these messages but like you're awesome right and right? i think
1: that's a great way to introduce who are the loudest voices
0: mm. in
1: your child's life really mm. but if they're continuing to say well so and so didn't like this and so and so didn't like my outfit today and so and so didn't um, invite me to their birthday party yeah then that you're recognizing that that voice is really loud in your Mm -hmm. daughter's life and so how can we redirect to say you know who do you want to be the loudest voices maybe it's hopefully me and auntie so-and-so and and grandma and our special our friend you know in girl scouts or whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. these are the loudest voices and then the other people don't get to be so loud
0: yeah nice i love that thought about really being deliberate about thinking, like, who who are you going to believe, Yeah. right? Um, and, and creating this sense of, like, these are your safe people, and we're always going to tell you the truth about who you are, and we're always going to be on your team.
1: Absolutely, because something as little as so-and-so didn't like my outfit today will later on lead to so-and-so didn't include me, and therefore... I am going to exclude myself by developing an eating disorder or cutting or self harming in some way. And we've missed the part where it says that person doesn't matter
0: at all. Yeah. And so we want
1: to, that's where this self worth comes from and a confidence that's not arrogance. I think people are also concerned that if I really foster this idea of self worth, then my kid's going to be this arrogant you know, awful person. Right. It's like, no, 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 no. We have so far. Like, if the spectrum (laughs) is insecurity to arrogance. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of steps in between. Yeah. Where we can develop a healthy confidence. Yeah. Yeah. And so those people really don't matter. Mm,
0: I think that point is super important, Tracy, just uh, that, that sometimes parents are afraid of like, if I compliment my kid too much, it's like, you know, everybody getting a trophy for everything they do, right? That right. to me, that's a little bit different. But it, um, I agree with you, the, the idea that a parent can over compliment, I just don't think that's a real thing, right? Like, There's not enough beautiful things you can say to your child about who they are to cause trouble for them. Oh, my goodness.
1: Absolutely. And this goes for boys and girls. I think that's Mm -hmm. another misconception that we shouldn't compliment boys because that's something that it doesn't make sense or it's incongruent. And that's just not the case at all. It's also a misunderstanding that if you compliment your girls, they will become obsessed Mm -hmm. with their body image. It's like automatically think that their bucket is empty Mm -hmm. and it's your job to fill their bucket up Mm -hmm. every single day yeah and especially as they hit puberty and get older and older and older they need to be filled all the time because it's like i mean i would say once Mm -hmm. puberty begins you know maybe let's say 12 through high school figure that bucket has a ton of holes in it it's just so hard yes to be a young tween and teenager. Mm -hmm. And so if your job as their mama or dada or special aunt or friend or whatever is to fill that bucket up, then yeah, you can't go wrong.
0: Yeah, Yeah, and what we see in adulthood is people who have who have a sense of arrogance about them, it really comes from insecurity. Absolutely. And, and we can see that in, in grownups when we look at them and go, gosh, you're always self promoting, like, what is going on with you that you mm-hmm. can't like, let go of that, right? So like, it's actually a reflection of not getting enough, right?
1: Exactly. That they've, they've,
0: they've sort of like, I've got to be my own promotional team right for
1: sure and i think that's why it's so great to think about self-worth as a foundation Mm -hmm. like we are laying the Mm. foundation for all the other hard things that will come and so if our foundation is super strong and grounded in the people that matter and the things that matter that when we get to adulthood, we're going to be so secure and appropriately confident mm-hmm. that we don't need to tell others about how great we are. Right,
0: right. It's beautifully said. Yeah, I love that. So, so this is how we develop self-worth. Never too many... Never too many compliments, yes. never too many reassurances, never too many affirmations.
1: And about everything. Yeah. That joke was so funny. Your yes. eyes look so pretty today. <laughs> yes. I love your shirt. You smell good. <laughs> you I love your ears like anything. That
0: joke was hilarious. Yes.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> that picture is yeah. beautiful. Your yeah. handwriting's amazing. <laughs> I noticed this. Right. You know, yeah. Right. Can't go wrong.
0: Yeah, and if it's not natural to you, which for some folks it's not, right? They didn't grow up with somebody noticing or paying attention to yes. um, the beautiful things about them. And for some of us, it's like you really got to get intentional about that. Like, I'm going to look for lovely things to say to my child beyond get your shoes on, get in the car, get grab your lunch. Do you have your homework? Absolutely. Right? Like, I'm going to be intentional about looking for moments of saying, oh, you were so sweet to your little sister. Mm -hmm. Thanks for caring that for her. Thanks for helping me with that. Or you're so lovely. You're so kind.
1: I like to tell parents to use the five senses Mm. as a guide. Tell us about that. So if you are struggling to find ways to connect with your kiddos or even give compliments, especially if you're in a season of hard parenting, like, hello, I get it. Sometimes kids are super annoying. (laughs) And so we don't want to tell them how great they are because they're driving us crazy. Right, right. But if we can use the five senses to say, okay, what am I seeing about Mm. you that I really like? What am I hearing about the conversations that you have? Smells. I love the way your hair smells in the morning. Yeah. You know, that's a sweet way to connect with your kiddo Mm -hmm. um obviously taste we're not going to use that one um but then touch so we shouldn't um,
0: lick their faces is what i hear you saying okay probably not got it
1: um but then touch i i want to hug you i want to scratch your back i want Mm. to run my fingers through your hair like engaging physically moving towards your child that's a really good kind of paradigm for how to Mm. connect
0: yeah i think the touching thing i'm glad you brought that up because i think that is crucial to keep doing and i think sometimes as Especially as girls get older, mm-hmm. sometimes dads get a little uncomfortable, with like, oh, gosh, she's her body's changing, and I'm really uncomfortable, but like, I'm not sure how to or if I should touch her anymore. Absolutely. And, and girls definitely need daddies to still hug them, hold their hand, you For know, that sure. sort of thing is still really important. That kind of affirmation from a dad is absolutely really oh, powerful. So,
1: so important. And as awkward as dads feel, just lean into it yes. think about what you might tell your wife oh i love your outfit today yeah or, you look so beautiful or i'm so proud of that thing you did at work or i heard you over over talking to a friend and that was really encouraging say all of those things to your daughter yeah um and you don't have to side hug your daughter you can hug <laughs> her. Um, and i mean really practically brass tacks like if you're uncomfortable hugging, you're changing, your mm. daughter's changing body, have a sidebar conversation with your wife, and maybe it's time to go get some undergarments yeah. or appropriate mm. clothing. I think dads are like, I don't know how to do sure, this. Sure, sure, it's, it's like, hard. Well, then maybe, you know, it's time for her to start wearing you know an undershirt or something like that it's like it is kind of weird and Uh different yeah but let's just move towards that instead of away from it
0: towards we're moving towards uncomfortableness yes got it okay so let's let's that moves us into body image stuff
1: yeah so we've perfect. got this
0: foundation of self-worth we're telling them all beautiful things they're delicious they're fabulous <laughs> they're geniuses
1: yes love and that. then
0: body image which becomes obviously much more of an issue as girls are
1: changing um, changing
0: their bodies are changing and there's They start noticing, I have a body, and how do I feel about that body?
1: Totally. And it's doing weird things, and it's not keeping up with the other girls, Mm. or it's going going too fast, or whatever the case may be. And so I think being ahead of that conversation with your daughters is so important. So setting the pace for, hey, things are going to start changing, and Mm. I want to prepare you for that and i know here in san diego in the public school system 6th grade they get everything mm-hmm. the the sex ed talk is incredibly thorough <laughs> and so you want to be the first person to let your daughter know about those things yeah. and so if you're looking for a timeline then you know maybe absolutely <clears throat> that summer in between elementary school and middle school It's time to start having conversations. But the other thing is that the birds and the bees talk is no longer just one talk. Yeah. And I think it's really important to communicate to parents that this is an ongoing, consistent Mm. conversation that happens multiple times and over many years. Yeah. And it's nuanced for ages.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When do you encourage um, moms to start talking to their girls about their period?
1: I think absolutely. If they haven't had the conversation before they go to middle school, um, they need to have it because Mm -hmm. most likely someone will get their period, one of their peers, even if they weren't. And studies show that even... When you got your period is no longer a good indicator mm. of when your daughter will get right. it just because right. of whatever we're eating and the environment and all those kind of yeah. things. So I think absolutely uh, prior to middle school saying, hey, I just want to let you know that as mm-hmm. your body changes, this other thing is going to happen. And it's totally normal. And I want you to be prepared for that. So Mm -hmm. here's how you can be prepared. We're going to buy a super fun little pouch and put it Mm -hmm. in your backpack that has pads in it. Or now they have this underwear that is like period proof underwear. Oh. And a lot. That would have been super helpful. Amazing. (laughs) And so a lot of girls are just wearing that. Um, just in case they were to get their period and then it doesn't leak through your clothes.
0: Very cool. So,
1: so amazing. Yes. And then to just normalize it. And also, you don't have to normalize it so much that you're like, oh my god, now you're a woman, and this Mm. is like this amazing, monumental thing, Uh you need to kind of see how your daughter's going to react to it. Is that a lot of
0: pressure for her? Oh, for sure. And
1: it doesn't have to be this like gateway to womanhood or Uh anything like that. It's like, here's what's happening, kind of sucks, and (laughs) I want you to be prepared. I want to set you up for success.
0: So sort of reading... um how your daughter feels about these changes and deciding sort of based on that, <clears throat> how big a deal do we want to make this? Because for, for sure. some girls, they might think it's super exciting yeah, and they might want to throw a party. Yeah, I've also heard of, some girls saying, you know, my, yeah, my mom wanted to throw a party when I got my period, and I felt super overwhelmed. My dad was there, oh, yeah. and my brothers were there. <laughs> and it was like super awkward, right? So, so it's like sort of reading how, how comfortable is your child? Yes. With this passage. And, um How can, how can we let them be in charge of it as much as possible in terms of how much we talk about it and how we handle that, but for sure, making sure they have the supplies they need and they have the basic information so that they're not taken by surprise and terrified yeah they're hiding in the bathroom at school and you know trapped right like oh
1: I know what this is didn't yeah. think it would come today but here yes we here go. it is yeah and i know what to do and then when i get home i can talk to mom about it and Great. understand it even more
0: yeah because mom and i already talk about these kinds of things yes yeah um <clears throat> some some thoughts about like the awkwardness of the conversations yes. like uh for some moms it could legitimately be an awkward right like we yes. know some moms like that who's just like easy peasy yeah no big deal to talk about this and then for some others of us, it's like, you know, my kid is feeling super awkward. So I'm feeling super awkward. I'm not sure how to handle this. So any suggestions for those moms who's are just like, I'm a little bit coming out of my skin because this feels so
1: hard. Right. I think if. Uh, you can check in with yourself and just anticipate what that conversation is going to feel like for you. Mm -hmm. Then you'll probably get a good gauge on what it's going to be like. And so if you know it's going to be awkward, maybe practice with a friend. I've had friends say, okay, okay. We need to have the period conversation. Let's practice what we're going to say with each other before we talk to our daughters or do it together. We're going to go have a play date where the two moms are together and maybe one mom is a little more comfortable. And so you can kind of share that burden. You know, this doesn't, it happens to every single woman. So it doesn't (laughs) have to be something that you're ashamed of. Yeah. So I think just trying to anticipate what it's going to feel like to have the conversation. Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, recalling, did I have this conversation with my mom? And what did that go? Yeah. What was that like for me? What did she do that was super awkward? Or what did she not do? Or what do I want to make sure I absolutely... Do But, yeah, there's no harm in practicing Mm -hmm. what it's going to look like. And there are some great resources. Probably the most popular right now is the American Girl Doll series, Hmm. The Care and Keeping of You. Great. And there are multiple books for multiple ages. And those books are genius. I mean, they are so well done. I have looked through those and thought, who i mean these people are magnificent at nice. just catering to the specific age group and so if you're there's lots of resources out there if you're super nervous about it
0: so those are books for girls to read themselves or for moms to read with their girls
1: i would say moms read with them okay. and moms should absolutely read them before because they're yeah. they're different Age group categories, okay. and so you want to make sure your daughter's reading the one yeah. that's appropriate for her. But right. I, I definitely wouldn't counsel people to buy the books and hand them over. Got it Got to their daughter Very and say helpful. enjoy. Yeah.
0: Well, I love this tip about. Um, getting other women involved in the process, you know, for a lot of reasons to like lower your anxiety, to feel like you're not alone in it, for to sure. get some tips about like, how do you, how do they think this was going to, this is going to come across and, Absolutely, and also having other women in your daughter's life. Who can help have that conversation. So it's like if I'm if I'm having trouble talking to my mom about it, I can go to so and so because she's real chill and cool
1: and Yeah. Or she's a nurse, or she's yeah, a therapist, or yeah. she's you know, she has a certain skill set that is just really uniquely suited yeah. to talking about these things.
0: Genius. So we need a tribe again.
1: Oh my goodness. Every every stage yes. of life we need a tribe. Great. So <laughs> Another thing to remember as we talk about body image, that we kind of discuss the brass tacks there about your body changing and puberty and Mm -hmm. all of those sorts of things. But let's take the 10,000 foot view and say, what is the overall cultural landscape Mm -hmm. for body image right now? It's terrifying. It's awful. Yeah. And it's hard for me. Yeah. And... And it's so mean, Mm -hmm. it's mean-spirited, it's attacking, you know, if we're talking about having a tribe, social media is the antithesis of that. It's the absolute opposite. And so really also having conversations with your daughters about social media use, how that it's not a representation of reality, understanding what your daughter's looking at, There are even, there's this new trend on Instagram where you have a Finsta account and Hmm. that's your fake Instagram. Oh, So (laughs) you tell your, you get Instagram and you're like, sure mom, here's my password and you can look at my account all the time and you post all pretty pictures and cutesy things and then you have a Finsta account that mom has no clue about and that's where you share you know the real stuff with your friends and that's where sexting and mm. nude photos and all of those sorts of things mm-hmm. start to develop and so I think the social media component with body image is really really important because they don't go together very nicely
0: mm. yeah yeah so it's a constant conversation we have to have with our kids about um, how how do you live in a world where social media is your reality and you're going to want to be involved in that because everybody is blah, 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 right? Like how do, how do I invite my kids into other things uh, like face to face and leaning on leaning on people who love you for feedback and and, real
1: relationships. You know, I think if we're honest with ourselves, we can get caught up in social media mm-hmm. and what people are saying about us or who looks great or how many likes they have or whatever the case may be but we're adults so we know we can kind of check in with ourselves yeah. hopefully and say yikes i'm yeah too far into this i need to go on a walk with my friend or get coffee or have a real conversation. And teenagers aren't going to be able to self-regulate like Mm -hmm. that. And so we need to help them say, sweetheart, this is not real. Mm
0: -hmm. This is
1: someone's highlight reel. It is not a representation of reality. These photos are edited and filtered. Mm -hmm. And if you're going there to feel good about yourself, then that is an indicator that I need to be filling you up more. Yeah. Um, I have had clients tell me that on particularly <clears throat> bad days, super insecure days, they will intentionally post a beautiful photo of themselves oh, yeah. just to get filled up
0: Yeah. and
1: they know they're doing it, but it's such an easy fix mm-hmm. and, So we want to be setting our daughters up to, to come to us and say, mom, I'm, I'm really struggling and I just feel super insecure Yeah, and, you know, or that you can notice it in your daughter and kind of say, I'm seeing these things or, Hey, maybe not even mention it at all and just say, let's go hang out this afternoon. We're going to turn our phones off and let's go do something fun together.
0: Mm -hmm. Sounds great. Let's talk a little bit about body size, weight, yes, all of that stuff that
1: absolutely women are sure. we're always
0: obsessing about all of right. that, right? And like,
1: it's very popular right now, mm-hmm. this idea of body positivity mm-hmm. and embracing your size and all of those things. And my professional opinion on that is that we need to understand our family genetics and what our bodies are going to look like from a really biological standpoint Mm. some people are going to be super tall and skinny other people are going to be more big boned or whatever the case may be and so We need to normalize that for our daughters. It's Mm -hmm. not about a size. It's not about a number on the scale. It's about being healthy. So what's healthy for our family? Mm -hmm. We know that we're not going to be the skinniest people, but that doesn't mean we're not healthy. Look at dad who runs marathons or, you know, mommy's always playing tennis or whatever the case may be. And it's like, that's, we're healthy. And so I think it's so important to understand that body image also means our image of health, what health is, because eating disorders so often come from a really innocent place of my mom said let's try this new diet together or we're going to do shakes instead of meals and the intention is maybe you need to lose weight and you're not at your healthiest or whatever the case may be but it's such a slippery slope Mm -hmm. into unhealthy behaviors and especially if the self-worth isn't there to begin with then they're going to, it's just a recipe for Mm -hmm. being really unsuccessful. And so I think it's so important to just contextualize body image in the space of health. Mm -hmm. It's not about sizes and it's not about numbers. And I think that's why social media in particular is so damaging because... there's a comparison with no context yeah it's just whoa she is beautiful or skinny or Mm -hmm. hot or whatever Mm -hmm. and there's no context behind that yeah
0: yeah so it it seems to me like one of the most important things here is for moms to do some reflection about like what are my feelings about my body and that and just to have awareness that whatever those feelings are whatever those struggles are our girls are intuitively feeling those things. They're picking up those things. And that's inevitable and that's okay. But can we be watchful about that? That that maybe if I'm like, I'm deciding, gosh, I, I, don't, feel, I don't feel good. I don't feel healthy. I want to lose some weight. Can I communicate that using the word healthy? Or, you know, right. my, my goal is to be able to walk two miles a day and to feel good after that. I want more energy. Yes. I want to feel... Uh, I want I want uh, to feel better emotionally. And so this is the way that I'm going to get there is this by doing is the these why. things At rather than these pants look disgusting <laughs> on me, my butt is, you know, whatever, whatever For terrible sure. things we're saying to ourselves, we have to make sure we're not saying those things out loud in front of our girls.
1: Right. Absolutely. And if a mom came to me and was able to articulate that I'm struggling with my own body image, And I need, you know, I've done some self-reflection. I mean, that would be amazing. That would Mm. be so, she would be a hundred steps ahead Mm -hmm. of so many moms out there. So for the moms that are listening, this might be a good time to say, you know, I don't, I haven't thought about body image since I was a teenager and maybe my girls are reaching puberty and so it's time to do some journaling about how i feel about my mm-hmm. body and to really get in touch with oh yeah that was really hard for me or i'm nervous about this and and so that is such a huge gift you can give your daughter if you are able to work on your own stuff mm-hmm. before you unintentionally work it out in front of her. Yeah. Because even if we're not saying things like we say to ourselves, which is, you know, I'm so fat or I'm so ugly or whatever the case may be. If you're constantly body checking, yeah. if you're always looking at, in the mirror, if you're never eating dessert with your family, if you're mm-hmm. constantly talking about getting your workout in. Your daughter's absolutely going to pick up on that. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to say, it's not just the words we say, but it's our actions also. Right. And so what can we do to promote health in those things as well?
0: Yeah, I think sometimes in... in, in the attempt to help our girls be healthier than we are, sometimes we share too much about our struggles with our bodies, right? Like, Excellent. I feel terrible about my body and I really want you to feel good about yours. It's like, well, what she's going to internalize is that, oh, we feel terrible about our bodies. And yes. so I, we have to protect our girls from how we feel about our bodies if that's primarily negative for right sure. and for many women it is right? right like it's it's just a big struggle for so many women and something we're constantly working on trying to accept and to move forward so it's okay that you're struggling it's just like how are what are we going to say out loud what are we going to protect our girls from seeing or experiencing we just need to be really
1: intentional about that right and i think the same you know the same side of that coin is if you know you have a struggle and then you don't say anything. Mm. So I'm Mm going to protect my daughter from all of my struggles mm-hmm. by completely avoiding the topic. Yes. And that's super dangerous also mm-hmm. because she's going to think about it. She's most likely going to have a smartphone. She's most likely going <laughs> to be on social media. She Inevitable. will be thinking about body image. Yeah. And so, again, going back to what we talked about in the beginning, you want to be the loudest voice. Mm-hmm. And so... You you can't pretend that something's not going to be an issue just because you don't want it to be. Yeah. And so whether sharing too much or not talking about it at all, both of them are dangerous. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's um, let's touch on sex just a little bit. I think we're going to need to do a whole nother podcast just about talking to girls about sex, helping your kids through that. Yes. Um, it's big and messy and complicated, but let's just like,
1: let's just, uh, put a toe in the water there. A little teaser. A little teaser. (laughs) podcast number two. That is. Um, yeah, I would say the teaser would be, you gotta start talking about it, Mm -hmm. uh, earlier than you think. Mm -hmm. And it's hard and weird and strange. But as early as young children using correct um, language for their body parts mm-hmm. is is a great first step. And so they talk about their penis. They talk about their vagina. Uh-huh. They, you know, little boys love their penises, and so <laughs> they're obsessed. Yes, and so talking about those things um, and really, really saying. I'm not ashamed of this, and Mm. neither should you be. It's Mm -hmm. private, but you don't need to be ashamed. And so if we can open the lines of communication, then from a very early age then it will naturally lead us uh-huh. into having the conversation about sex.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it will feel less awkward for us if we're already we've already talked about the parts and we've talked yes. about puberty and we've ta- you know, we've we've already been talking about what to expect. For sure. This is just another Um, Piece of that and sometimes what can be helpful is think about like, how did you learn about sex, Mm -hmm. right? Like I remember being in elementary school and some kid it might have been a cousin. I can't remember now somebody told me What sex was Mm -hmm. and my reaction was like no one would ever (laughs) do that So I had like I had no context for Uh that and it just sounded Insane. Yes, it
1: sounds because crazy. I had
0: no no context for the parts and all of the things, right? right? So, right. Um, so we have to be giving kids information along the way so it's not traumatizing yes. when they get. Although I think these days it's pretty hard to make it to I yeah, don't know I what mean, age without without seeing or for hearing. Sure.
1: We um, had mm-hmm. a family member have a baby recently, and we have a ten year old, and so. All along, kind of, we've been setting up for what, how babies are born. Mm -hmm. And finally, we got to a point where it was like, yeah, that baby came out of her vagina. Yeah. What? What? So, How did that happen? (laughs) So, because our son even said, and he's super, just, Attention to details, but he said, "How come always um, people always talk about pushing when Mm. they have babies? What do you have to push?" Yeah, and great question. Well, that is a great question, and so you got to push that baby out and that's how our bodies are made it's a miracle and it's amazing yeah. but it is pretty awkward and pretty crazy and the natural question for him was does it hurt yes, yes. it does <laughs> hurt and, um but that's how it happens and so being able to answer those questions you know we didn't talk about the nuances of intercourse um Mm -hmm. yeah
0: because he wasn't asking those questions right right he's just like how does it get out how does it get out right and at some point he's gonna ask how did it get in there
1: right totally (laughs) totally and so you can do that in segmented conversations Mm -hmm. and i think the overall principle that i you know, kind of wave my flag at is the earlier you start having these conversations, the easier Mm -hmm. it will be. And so if you talk about it when they're little age appropriate conversations about their body parts, that when they get to high school and hopefully you have a relationship where they say so-and-so told me that they had sex this Mm -hmm. weekend Mm -hmm. or people are talking about that or they passed out condoms and I kind of don't know what to think about it. You can then have the conversation more about intimacy mm-hmm. because you've laid the biological fr- framework, yeah. so now we yeah. can move into intimacy.
0: Yeah, like w- what being involved in sex is like yes. and, and whether, how do you decide when you're ready for that, for how you sure. make decisions around...
1: yeah and just you know having our brains match our bodies and a lot of times our bodies grow way faster than our brains and so Mm -hmm. we need to be able to let our brains catch up to be ready for those things but Mm -hmm. if we're already having conversations you know that sex happens and it's normal and it's not bad it's actually really amazing Mm -hmm. and awesome and it's not something to be afraid of there are huge consequences that come with making that decision, but we don't want to shame people into not having sex. Mm-hmm. Then again, those lines of communication will be open,
0: right? So, Tracy, it sounds like we need um, another big conversation about sex and um, talking about, like, maybe maybe next time we'll talk about like how to talk to your um, your junior hires and high yes. schoolers. Um, yeah, about, absolutely. about sex and all the complexities of that, not, not the biological piece, but the emotional piece of that. Sure. Um, and I'd love to spend like a good chunk of time mm-hmm. really sort of talking through how, how can we help parents have those conversations? Absolutely. Um, can we can we go back a little to like how do how do we know when our kids are struggling with body image, struggling with self-worth and what thoughts do you have about like how to how to notice that and what to do? Yeah,
1: for sure. So with girls in particular, you just want to be noticing if there's any change in normal activities. So suddenly they are going to volleyball twice a week, but now they feel like they need to run every single mm. off day. Or they are eating normal and appropriate meals, and then all of a sudden you notice that they've suddenly said, well, I'm going to do shakes for breakfast, or I'm going to do a bar, or um, you're unpacking their lunch and they're not eating, or, or they're picking apart food on their plate Mm -hmm. or those kind of things that they're
0: hoarding food yes absolutely um, eating um, eating more than they normally would
1: for sure yeah that's a, a great reminder that there's bulimia in this body image and eating disorder conversation as well and so yeah any of those things um can be indicators that there's you know, a bigger problem going on. Mm -hmm. And so instead of being the food police, that's probably the worst thing you can do is to be the food police. (laughs) You want to instead go for their heart. So what's going on at school? How Mm -hmm. I noticed you haven't been hanging out with so-and-so. Did you guys have a fight? What's going on? Or you told me about your crush on so-and-so did something happen there or Mm. is there bullying going on? Did somebody make fun of you? Are you feeling insecure about something? And so go for the heart conversation. Don't even talk about the behaviors that you're Mm. noticing because teenagers are masters of deception and then they will just hide even more. Right. Right. And so,
0: and then you'll know less about what's going on. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So yeah, if you're <laughs> noticing those things, um, if you take your daughter shopping and it becomes this massive emotional blowout mm-hmm. because nothing fits mm-hmm. or she hates the way that she looks or you're noticing, you're hearing her self-deprecating thoughts, yeah, then that can be a conversation that turns instead to worth and value and what beauty is and those sorts of things and You know, if your daughter is struggling with her weight and she's she's a little overweight, then the last thing you want to do is be like, well, I can help you with that. Mm. I love this or, you know, we should do this diet plan, you know, no 13 year old needs to be introduced to that world and so instead it can just move into a conversation of you know use your pediatrician as an ally mm. so we you know Dr. So-and-so <laughs> mentioned that we probably need to cut back on some of the sweets and I know that's so hard mm-hmm. and, but here's a way that we can do that like I'm really excited i let's do this together yeah. or whatever. For some fun recipes we're going to yes. try and yeah.
0: we're going to try to get more vegetables and everything yeah. and take, we're going to take really good care of ourselves.
1: Yes, and it will be really fun we can plant a garden or we can, let's go get new shoes so we can go walking together or whatever the case may be.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty tricky, right? And so oh. we're not going to do it perfectly and that's no okay. Way. Absolutely um, not. We're just going to try to be aware of our own things and what we're bringing to the party in terms of our own self-worth and our own body image. Yes. And then how do we how do we really try to tune into what's going on with our kids to see where they're at with those things?
1: Absolutely. Be
0: sensitive around that. Get some help from our tribe. Yeah. From our doctor.
1: For, yeah, for sure. The more you understand what your story brings to her story, mm. the the more ready you'll be so it's not about doing it perfectly or having all the tips and techniques those are helpful but ultimately it's a heart issue and these conversations can flow more naturally when you're more in touch with where your heart is yeah
0: yeah. And I think another thing I want to add is just validating that it is hard to be a girl. Yes. And there is a lot of judging. And of course you feel like that. And of course you wonder if you're beautiful some days. And it's okay. Yes, and
1: Absolutely. That, that's
0: just a hard thing. But you know what? Here's what we're going to do. For with sure. That. We're going to take good care of ourselves. We're going to have lots of fun. We're going to have good people in our lives. We're going to do the best we can to take care of ourselves.
1: Absolutely. And I think parents so quickly, they want to make it all better. They just want to take away the pain, make it all better. And Mm. so we just want to hold it for a little while. Yeah. Um, And in therapy. I'm so
0: sorry that you're feeling that way. I'm so sorry somebody said that to
1: you. Absolutely. So Mm. yeah, it's super hard to be a girl it's super hard to be an adult woman, um, <laughs> and it's hard to be a parent, and everybody's doing the best that they can mm-hmm. with the resources that they have, mm-hmm. and so we just want to validate and promote that mamas, if you're listening to this podcast because you want help, then you're probably like an mom. Doing awesome a great job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> great. Yeah.
0: Thanks so much, Trace. We'll do this again.
1: Absolutely. Thanks okay.
0: for letting me be on. Of course. Thanks for listening to the Soul Care House podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Any questions or comments you have, if there are topics you'd like us to address, let us know. Feel free to contact me at elaine at soulcarehouse.com. If you're interested in knowing more about what we do here at Soul Care, our website is soulcarehouse.com, and you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Our handle there is House and Barn. Talk to you soon.